morning, good morning, and praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, and praise the Lord. He is worthy of the praise. Praise Jesus. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise Him. Praise Jehovah. Praise Yahweh. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Good morning to everybody that continues to tune in every Monday and Thursday here at Sound Gospel Radio at 7 a.m. Lord have mercy. How do we do it? How do you do it? How do I do it? How do we do it? But it is God that get us up. <laughs> and we thank the Lord this morning. Hope y'all had a, a great night that you're able to sleep. And if you didn't, Jesus is the one that can heal that, that broken night. I tell you, they say late in the midnight hour. Listen, you up in midnight hour, he can turn it around in your favor. And sometimes the midnight hour, some of the best times to pray. And it's one of the greatest times to tune into Sound Gospel Radio. OK, so we play some nice uh, worship music and music of inspiration, even in the midnight hour to uh, just keep you focused on our Lord Jesus Christ. And he is just worthy and wonderful. Of all the praise, the glory and honor. As due to him. Listen, y'all, uh, thank you for those that have been reaching out and telling us that they've been enjoying this uh, series and segment we've been doing called Built to Serve. We appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for every single one of you that have sent messages to us and thank you for your donations. Again, I know we probably don't say it often. Um, uh, some days I try to walk by faith and that's, I shouldn't say the word try. I do walk by faith. And what I love about the Lord is people are still donating to the station and we're not begging you. We're not begging you. Sometimes I forget to even ask you and people are still sewing. And I thank God for you sewing to the station because that means you believe in something that we're doing. That means there's something that we're doing that you believe in. There's something that you're seeing that you're being blessed from. The Lord is doing something in your life. Hallelujah. And so I'm thankful and I'm grateful because it keeps me focused. It keeps my wife encouraged. Hallelujah. That we're, that our work and the labor is not in vain. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord gave us this moment of ministry to share with the world. And I thank God for those that are sowing back into this ministry. We appreciate you. I've talked enough. Let's keep moving. We're looking at Ephesians chapter two, verse 20 and 21. Again, we're looking at Ephesians chapter two, verse 20 and 21. And like I said before, we've been talking about um, being uh, built to serve. The Lord has called us, hallelujah, to be servants of the most high, to be evangelists. I mean, uh, evangelism is a very heavy part of ministry, being missionaries, being evangelists, being preachers and teachers. Amen. It's so great to work in other offices. Those offices do come at his rightful time. But it's something about that evangelizing. When people look at our spirit, they look at our soul, they look at our our, our conduct. That's what I'm like. To, that's what I'm trying to say. They watch how we act day by day, and we become a ministry to somebody because some people are looking at our lives. Praise the Lord as examples. Hallelujah for the kingdom. I want you to know now things are not going to get better in certain parts of the world and certain things of our government and certain things of this world, they're not going to get better. As a matter of fact, they're going to get worse, but guess what's going to get better though. I said it many years ago. I said, as the, as crime increase, so will the glory of God. Hallelujah. As sin increase, so will the presence of God. You, have to, you must understand it as things increase in the world, so will God's kingdom, but he need us on the front line as his warriors, praise the Lord. And so you can't be a weakling in the kingdom. We are here to be built to serve. 
Amen. And we got to be built strong. Praise the Lord. So let's look at Ephesians chapter uh, two, verse 20 and 21. It says, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. In him, all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. I read it again. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. These things grow and it builds into the holy temple of the Lord. And today we want to talk about being built up. I think the last time we had our segment, we were talking about being built upon. Today we're going to talk about being built up. And if we look at Herod the Great, as I look at Herod the Great, we realize that Herod the Great was known for massive building projects and architectural wonders of breathtaking beauty. You know, consider Caesarea Mar uh, Maritima. That's how we say it. The city and harbor Herod built on a Mediterranean coast. Listen, it's here, here uh, at this palace. His palace extended out into the water. This man was doing it, y'all, uh, way before HGTV came out. You had Herod the King. Come on here, somebody. <laughs> and so his palace extended out into the water. It featured a swimming pool, nearly Olympic size. Y'all know that's huge, y'all. Listen, decorated with mosaics, surrounded by covered walkways and which overlooked the sea. I mean, a beautiful sight. Of all Herod's building projects, though, let's pay attention to this. Of all Herod's building projects, however, none compared with his reconstruction of the temple in Jerusalem. Of all the things that Herod built, none could compare to the temple that he built in Jerusalem. Josephus, who was an ancient Jewish historian, he records how people marveled at his beauty. Golden vines spread out, branches woven through doors uh, uh, and just all through parts of, of the building so that worshipers saw splendor. Hiya, hallelujah. So that worshiper saw splendor hanging from on high. Listen, y'all, from what, from what the records and history prove, the temple was glorious. Even Jesus' disciples, they even marveled at the temple. But listen here, I want y'all to know this. Even though all that's good, Paul, however, he revealed something more glorious than Herod's temple. <laughs> he, re he revealed something more glorious than Herod's temple. What is that, y'all? He revealed the church. The church. Come on. A church built not by human man and by human hands. It was the church. Hallelujah. That was built by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Built not with massive stones, but with simple human lives. Christ's living example. It extends throughout time. Y'all know what Christ did. If you don't know, we're going to keep talking about it. Reach into the farthest corners of the world. So you may have your child that may ask you, those that have children, they, your child or your spouse, or I say even your niece and nephew, they may say, well, where are you, uh, where are you going? And you say to church. And in a sense, you're right. Because the physical building where we worship, it is called a church. But Paul challenges our imagination. 
He challenges our imagination. Guess what Paul does? He reveals something more beautiful than a building. The people God gathers and glorifies. He reveals us, y'all. That's why you hear the saying over and over again, we are the church. Yes, we go through a building and we call that the church. But let, let, let's not be fooled here that we are the church and we are the temple. And that's why it's very important. And as I get older and as I get more wise, how important it is for us to take care of our temple. Because the temple, uh, and we are the temple of the Holy Ghost and he dwells on the inside, praise the Lord. And if we're going to be built and going to be uh, used by him, then we want him to be able to dwell in this temple. So what we put in the temple matters. What we eat food wise, it matters. What we see it matters what we listen to. It matters who we hang around. It matters. It matters what we put into this temple, people of God, because we are the church. And if God, hallelujah, cannot dwell in us, then he has to find somewhere to dwell and he will go somewhere else and use somebody else. And I'm at a point in place in my life where I say, use me, Lord. What do I need to do? Fast, pray, live holy. Okay, let me do what I need to do. And so and so he he established the church through his people. I want you to know when Jesus carried his cross to Golgotha, little did we know that he was laying the cornerstone of his new construction which is who y'all, the church. His death erases all of our sins forever, praise the Lord. Now our lives, listen, uh, listen, I, I'll even say it to you, your life, your interests, your relationships are joint to his mission for all people for all time. You may think you just go to church, but through you, Christ's church goes to the world. I tell people this all the time. You go to a building and we may go to an assembly and you may tune in online or however you get the word to get built in the word. But it's not for that word just to stay there within you. It's for us to be an example to somebody. And listen, I know we're in a place. Sometimes we're in workplaces where you cannot say Jesus. There's times you may not, you may not be able to share the gospel, but people are watching your life. Let me tell you something. I worked at a job where it took me, I forget how many months in, that they realized I didn't curse. Nathan, and, and, it, and it marveled them. Nathan, you've been here about six months. I forget how many months in we were. And it was like, Nathan, you don't you don't curse, do you? I said, no, I don't. And I, and I, had to, I didn't have to go and say, because I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. No, they just noticed I didn't curse. I just don't. Then eventually the questions come. Then they found out, oh, he's a church guy. So now I go from, just a regular black man, because you know that's already an issue right there. Now a church guy. Now they're watching me for the rest of my days. And I was there for years, y'all. And I didn't slip up because it wasn't in me. Come on here, somebody. I know. Listen, I may think it sometime and may want to say it, but that wasn't who I am. I didn't practice that, that filthy language. So anyway, I praise the Lord that they watch my life. My life was an example to them. Many and uh, so many stories, and I'm looking. I'm looking at the clock. Okay, I ain't got time to tell it all. But my life was an example to these people, and so even when the people try to lie on me, because I worked in psychiatric unit with teenagers and children, and the kids try to lie and say Mr. Nathan cursed at me. When I tell you nobody believed it, when I tell you the therapists, the administrators, they said, "Uh, uh-uh, I've known Mr. Nathan for years, and one thing I know that he does not do, and that is curse." 
They said he is a church guy. They knew it. And I want to try to fit the story in real quick. Another thing that blessed me, people of God, was that I was able to be an example to a lady that had a bad example. This lady, one of my co-workers, and she was, wasn't was church, didn't go to church, and wasn't used to church. She worked, people of God, with pastors and ministers in her other job. One was a bishop, one was a pastor, and the story she told me, and this is before she knew who I was, this is before she knew that I was in ministry, I just told her the area that I grew up in, and she said, well, I used to work in that town, and I used to work with this, that, and the stuff they did, the malicious, sneaky, backstabbing stuff. And she said, they supposed to be preachers. This is, and listen, y'all, she doesn't go to church. And that was her example of the church. Could you believe what I'm saying today? That was her example of the church was these backbiting, sneaky, (laughs) these these jackrabbits. That's what I want to call them. Can you believe that? So the Lord encouraged me, hallelujah. He said, Nathan, I have placed her before you so that you can show her what the true example of a real Christian is. I never mentioned my title, never told her I was a preacher until my last day. Hallelujah. She got to see an example. We laughed, we talked, but I lived holy before these folk. And when I told them I was a minister, they didn't even believe me. They said, Nathan, you so down to earth. You so cool. Because see, their, 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 their perspective of a preacher was this untouchable one. But they were amazed. They were astonished that I was a minister of the gospel because they said, you're so down to earth. You're so cool. But they knew I had a standard. And so people of God, we are the church. And it's a shame that today people point to churches as institutions of bigotry and hypocrisy and oppression. But guess what Paul did, y'all? Paul points to Jesus. He points to Jesus setting people free from sin and sending people forth in love to serve God and others in the world. So let me tell you this as I get ready to close. God builds his church not at the intersection of two major highways, but at the humble crossing of your life with the world. God wants you to be built up in him because as the scripture that we share today is Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20 and 21 Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord he's the chief cornerstone you ever have a wonder with how your building should go If you ever have an issue with what's going on with your life and you feel like that you don't mount up to be a witness or an example, just look to Jesus. Whenever you find yourself feeling like you're inadequate and that you're not good enough to be a witness, to be an example, just look to Jesus. God built his church, not at the intersection of two major highways, but at the humble crossing of your life with the world. People of God, I hope that you are blessed today as we are talking about being built to serve. And as we are talking about being built to serve, guess what we do here? We're building hope. We're transforming lives 24-7 here at Sound Gospel Radio. God bless you and take care.